Welcome to the Student Social Work Hub podcast. I'm Fee, a final year social work student, and I'm joined by Christine, also a final year social work student. This series will be exploring our placement experiences, how we're feeling, what we're learning, and lots of reflections along the way. We hope to invite some of you to join us also. We'd love to chat about your experiences too. We've never recorded a podcast before, so this is a massive learning experience, and we are really excited to get started. Hello and welcome back to the Placement Podcast. So I worked out today that next week will be my halfway point on placement, which I can't quite believe. How far are you through, Christine? That thing's crazy that it's your halfway point. Uh, How many days are you doing? uh, 90. So we did 80 last year and 90 this year. I know a few unis do 100 in their final year, don't they? Yeah, so we're doing 100 and I've just finished week six, so I'm now starting week seven. But yeah, that seems mad to think that you're halfway through. It's quite scary, really. Halfway through my last placement. <laughs> yeah, that is a scary. Like, yeah, so much, so, so close to qualifying. Yeah, it's um, making it a bit real, I think. So how are you getting on at your placement? Are you still finding that you're managing to strike that balance between working and home life? Yeah, I think so. I think going back to what we spoke about last week, really, with the whole working from home kind of thing, it's hard to strike that balance. I know you're not working from home, but I'm still finding that really difficult of switching off. Because I'm working from home constantly all day, it's finding that switch off point so work is finished now and I'm now at home because I've been here all day yeah it's really difficult I think I found this last week maybe because we're in lockdown again a lot more difficult because we've been told visits are essential only so I think I went out once last week and I'm not scheduled to go out face to face this week that may change if something comes in but yeah it's really difficult to just not necessarily motivate myself but look after yourself I think when you just sat in front of a screen all day I'm just finding that that balance really difficult I think I won't lie about it it's definitely been challenging this week what about you because you're still in the hospital aren't you yeah so I mean we've been really lucky um there or I say we I'm the only student there so I've been really lucky but I do know a couple of other students that are still continuing their placements in person face to face rather than doing it from home but I I know that that's really rare I kind of don't like to talk about it too much because I feel like I'm rubbing salt in the wound because I'm I just I do feel really appreciative of it I think with three kids and a not a tiny home but it's smallish it's it's small enough that if the kids are here I very much doubt I would get work done so I think being out of the house is really important for me so yeah I do feel for people that don't have that option of of separating but I think one of the most important things that I've I guess I've done it since the start of my degree really is taking that time for myself sometimes I'm not very good because I think I get excited about like a specific piece of work or research or like when we started the hub that was very all-consuming but most of the time I like dedicate the weekend to my family and to my kids and find that the best way for me to be at my best during work time is to like take that weekend off 
I work hard like Monday to Thursday I get up go to work come home dinner with the kids and then I work until like midnight and I am exhausted by the weekend but then I can take the weekend off no studying I can just enjoy my time with the kids and I find like that's that's the best way for me to to look after me and like that's my self-care basically I then just don't feel guilty about the time off that I have do you do something similar so last year I definitely did that and I remember speaking to the first year students about that the same thing and that was the advice that I gave you know make sure you take time out for yourself and for me that was Saturdays I'd always have Saturdays with my son and my husband but what I found this year is I'd re- I've really had to adapt to that and I don't know if other students are feeling the same because what I've found is working from home so I used to do the same as you placement get my son to bed and then work in the evening but what I found is working from home I'm sat at my computer screen pretty much half past eight till five o'clock and the thought of then going back to my computer screen in the evening is really tiring just because it's just it sounds silly you just sat there really not just sat there but it's just overuse of the screen time and I just feel like I need a bit of time away so I've been trying to take a few evenings off and not feeling guilty about that but then it has meant I've had to work a little bit more than I would have hoped over the weekend but then in the same breath (laughs) with lockdown it's meant that I've not had other stuff or other people to be seeing and we're not as busy at the weekends so I've still managed to sort of fit that time in it's just been a bit more piecing it together um, and finding time at different times of the week whereas before I was doing it on Saturdays but it is working but I've got to be quite disciplined to actually take that time I think for myself and actually in the week it's not just it's going to sound awful it's not just taking time with my family actually I'm I'm actually taking time for myself and just me which is something I never really used to do it was always taking time to spend time with my family or taking time to do things for other people whereas I'm really being conscious about taking time just for me which yeah it's been quite positive for me because that isn't something that I normally do so although it's been difficult working from home it's forced me to sort of adapt my self-care I suppose what what kind of things do you do for yourself what does that look like when you say you do things just for you yeah so I'm not a bubble bath kind of person that's not self-care to me I gosh I'm quite restless I don't like to sit still so I do struggle with the self-care but for me I love football so if there's a football match on and there's normally one or two in the week I'll set aside time to actually just sit down and watch the football and not watch the football whilst reading or doing a bit of work and that's really worked there's football always on a Monday night so I try and watch that and always on a Friday night as well so I know there's set days in the week that there'll be football on but I did used to just sit and do work whilst watching it so yeah I've been watching football walking so I've been trying to walk after work and that's a good switch off for me makes me feel like I've done something for my mental health looked after myself but also had that time to switch off from work mode to home mode and then just sort of not working and just watching telly or spending a bit of time with my husband you know like for me self-care is putting the books down and not Mm -hmm. feeling guilty about it so just doing something that I enjoy but yeah it's definitely not kind of bubble baths and candles for me oh and food I like food (laughs) so a nice piece of cake or chocolate or nice coffee I'm always a winner with food and what about you what what does self-care look like for you 
it's funny that you just said about the food because I posted a picture of a, a black forest gato the other day on Twitter and, yeah. and put self-care question mark. <laughs> Definitely. But I wouldn't I wouldn't say like self-care. I love food, like that's how I self-care, but yeah, food is happiness, isn't it? I really enjoy geeky things. So like we play board games every Friday night with my aunt and my uncle. And even with the kids, we play board games as well. They've all got their own. But I also like things like 3D Metal Earth. Like they're, they're like these models. I think I've probably posted pictures of them before. And you sort of bend the metal into shape. And so the last one that I did, I think, was Thor's Hammer. And then I did Iron Man. I've got Harry Potter train neck. I like paint by numbers. I like yep. colouring in. Like really just, yeah, just really geeky things. I'm okay with being geeky I think another thing that you were saying about similarly about exercise being a good self-care so I do enjoy walking but geocaching I really enjoy it. it's like treasure hunting for adults basically so you've got this app on your phone and it like directs you to a geocache and I really enjoy that again it's proper geeky but <laughs> I like it I also like to do running as well when lockdown happened I was running three times a week but being back on placement I I just run when I can so like this last week I've not done any running at all but my my mental health's really good at the moment so I'm not feeling like usually if I'm feeling low I run and it, it helps improve my mood but at the moment I'm doing pretty good which I should probably touch wood when I say that <laughs> she's usually assigned to have a wobble but now I'm, I'm doing pretty good so yeah I think I've I think I've got all the the things in place that help look after myself and I think we all learn I think being on this degree has been such a learning curve with yeah. regards to looking after myself and I think I'm not sure whether it's it's a huge focus but it is definitely spoken about in within the degree about looking after yourself and I think that's I've really taken it to heart quite a lot. And I'm not sure if you know, but it's self-care week, 16th to the 25th. And our podcast is going to go live just before that. So now might be a really good time to listen to what other students have got to say about what they do for their self-care. Self-care to me is about turning off the laptop and taking time to focus on my own well-being. Getting out into nature and enjoying a walk allows me to feel refreshed and switch off from the working day. I particularly feel this has helped me to create a healthy work-life balance whilst working from home. Self-care for me is a mixture of things. So I love to go out and walk about the local parks. There's lots of greenery in my neighbourhood. Um, I really love to draw and sketch little things although I have no talent but it's good fun and cathartic I absolutely love chocolate and I like to scour the internet for new comedians I think they're amazing but yeah so lots of laughs lots of fresh air and just trying to make sure that I take some time away from my studies because studies are important but so is having a balance in life for self-care I often bake cookies and I like to set myself a goal so in lockdown that's something that I did as it gave me something to focus on and also remembering to not push yourself because these are hard times and they're unusual times. What I do for self-care 
I always try and keep a positive mindset and keep in the knowing that no matter how much work you need to give me, how much reading the assignments, there'll come a date where I'll get through that reading and I'll get through those assignments. I always like to keep on top of my work and keep to a schedule. I'll try my best to keep to a schedule um, so I can differentiate between study time and uh, downtime. Um, in this downtime, I stay away from my laptop. I get away from the constant emails that I seem to be getting from uni about this assignment and this reading because you don't need that pressure all the time. You need you need time to shut down and do what you like to do. And in this time, I like to chill with my flatmates. Um, I like to get out, I like to go walking, running, cycling, keep active, keep fit and healthy. Um, I try to drink plenty of fluids throughout the day as well, plenty of water, and uh, my favourite medicine is obviously coffee. Gets me to my 9am lectures. Very important. And I also try and cook cook for myself as much as possible, cook fresh. Um, I do allow myself the odd takeaway, the odd, the, the odd frozen meal. It's, it, it saves time because I can, I can get lazy sometimes, but I try to keep to uh, cooking as much as possible. But yeah, that's just a, a little insight into how I do self-care for myself. And yeah, thanks a lot. My self-care is watching rubbish telly and walking the dog. Hi, my name's Becky and my self-care that I practice daily and weekly is by keeping connected to my friends. Even if I haven't got time for an actual phone call, I'll make sure that I leave a voice note every morning, every day, just to say hello, checking on whoever I'm talking to, my friends, and just talking a little bit about how I'm feeling and what I've been up to because it helps me kind of like reflect on my day or what I've been up to really. So that and a little bit of rubbish telly every now and again. Bake Off is a particular favourite right now. Just switching off, not watching anything too heavy, um, stepping aside from studies and stuff. So there you go, that's mine. Hi, I'm Evie and I'm an MA social work student currently on my first placement. So what do I do for self-care? Well, I watch TV. I'm a massive fan of detective shows. My favourite is Vera, but I'll pretty much watch any of them. If I can, I like going swimming, especially if it's in the sea or a lake. I like hanging out with my family, but I think most of all, I like reading. Being able to enter another world like that, like the world in a book, is absolutely the best way to de-stress, in my opinion. For me, it's important to get away from screens and to get up from being sat down. So going outside is always good and um, getting some fresh air and getting some daylight. I definitely have different self-care routines for different moods. My first self-care is always spending quality time with my daughter, uh, getting involved in board games, playing some computer games together is usually kind of the thing that relaxes me the most, especially after a really busy week. Um, I'm also into doing yoga as well with my partner. One of the self-care things I really like to do by myself is cooking as well. I've got a huge array of cookbooks. So skimming through, skimming through pages and pages to decide what I might try this week or what I might adjust or adapt, you know, a previous cooking recipe is always something that I'm massively passionate about doing. Self-care is something I definitely need to get better at well, get better at prioritising. When I make an effort to do it, for me, it looks 
things like cooking, looking at recipes. I enjoy cooking, uh, making different things, planning them and things like that. Reading physical books rather than falling into that scroll hole at bedtime that I think we all get into sometimes helps with my sleep, I think. Not looking at my phone before bed. I've got a, a weighted blanket, which I was quite sceptical about, but actually, once I got used to it, I think it does it does help me sleep better. And sleep is something I struggled with for quite some time. I think having a small child and you get out of the habit of sleeping through the night. Self-care as well. It's just taking time out, isn't it? I think time to go for a walk, getting out into the fresh air, I always find is beneficial to me and but I don't always take the time to do it especially now the nights are darker I need to start you know factoring it into the day a little bit more and making sure that I get outside for a walk with a dog or a jog or whatever because that certainly helps. Self-help for me is limiting screen time as I'm on the laptop most days in hour placement I avoid using my mobile in the evenings as much as I can I tend to like scented candles I love them I find them really relaxing and I like walking as well, walking and a bit of exercise, some good old-fashioned self-care. So self-care to me is switching off from reality, getting a good book and absorbing myself in a really gritty, gory crime thriller and just switching off from the world for a while. Self-care to me is leaving my phone in my bedroom whilst I go and take a long hot bath with a lovely smelling bath bomb. Hi, my name is Chess. Self-care to me is switching off from work and studies to relax and chill. Whether this be listening to some music, watching rubbish telly, a film or series, seeing friends or family or simply making time to complete my own to-do list. I actually really enjoy cleaning and find it so satisfying and therapeutic so sometimes this is my go-to. I also enjoy exercising and this is great for my self-care whether this be a walk, run or a workout. My top tip is to try to do something for me once every day, no matter how much time it takes. Otherwise, I will burn out and I also find it difficult to keep a positive mindset. For my self-care, I like to spend a lot of time with family and friends, which obviously can prove quite hard at the moment with the new lockdown. But I stay in touch with them as much as I can and spend time with my family, the ones that I live with. Also, I spend some time watching Netflix or watching films, just something to sort of switch my mind off if I feel like I need to. So um, just watching, yeah, just watching films and TV programmes can really help me to switch off as well. That was really great hearing from all the students about what they do for their self-care. And we'd love to hear from more students again in the future. So what another post letting you know what we're going to be talking about in our next podcast and get involved with us at the Placement Podcast. I was also thinking about our confidence in placement at the moment and wondering whether you were feeling a bit more like you were you were gaining that momentum as time goes on as you say you're you're halfway through your placement now how are you feeling about the second half so yeah I think confidence wise with the placement I feel like I'm getting there slowly and then I feel like I'm getting on a bit of a roll with pieces of work and then I hit like a bit of a wall and again I keep going back to working from home Um, but it really has changed placement and I think I feel like I'm really getting somewhere and then I'll hit like just a little thing that I don't know what to do and because you can't just ask someone really quickly like oh how do I send this piece of work off you know like a really small piece of work Mm -hmm. 
then sort of stops me in my tracks and then you lose that momentum. So that I found that really hard and I've got supervision tomorrow and I'm going to sort of bring it up. But then I'm also on the other side feeling a lot more confident in terms of what I should, not what I should be doing, but like just the placement itself. I think again in supervision, I'm going to say that I feel ready for some more work because my practice educators allocated me cases and then stopped and she said I don't want you to get too overwhelmed you know get started on these ones I feel like I've hit that point now where I could probably take a bit more on just to challenge myself a bit more get some new pieces of work so I think to me that sort of shows that I am getting a bit more confident with myself and my practice educator has also been off for a week she's been on annual leave I think that forced me to be a bit more confident in myself because I couldn't keep ringing her and asking her so yeah, I think I'm getting there. And I think if I didn't sit and think about it and answered you straight away, I'd have probably said, no, I'm not that confident. But, <laughs> you know, when you sit and think about like where I was when I first started, I do feel like I'm getting there. And I've got one piece of work that I've been working on since sort of my second or third week. And it was really challenging and I felt like I was getting nowhere. And, you know, I kept hitting walls with all the ideas that I had. I feel like I've made a breakthrough with it this last week and I've got a multidisciplinary team meeting on Friday about this case and it's just I think that's given me a confidence boost that I feel like I know what I'm doing with it now whereas a few weeks ago it was really overwhelming and I just think that naturally happens you sort of get there with things and it takes a bit of work but now I'm coming out the other side it's given me quite a bit of confidence that case I think and sticking with it so yeah no I think I'm getting there and you sort of have to stick with it on most placements, I think. I'm sure there's lots of students out there at different points of confidence, but I do think you see it slowly starts to come. And what about you? You're face-to-face and stuff, so a bit different, but are you feeling like you're getting there? Yeah, so I think the more time that I'm on the wards, the more confidence I am getting. And I think as well it really helps getting to know the people that you're working with talking up in meetings that we have like the multidisciplinary meetings that's that's a lot easier when I think you know all the staff that are attending the meeting whereas when I first started I couldn't have thought of anything worse than speaking in a room full of professionals I think it just comes to you as time goes on and I do feel like the more time that I spend with the young people as well it's really helping me I'm not sure if it's confidence but it is it just experience getting that practice of working with the young people I think yeah I think that probably is confident yeah probably a bit of both I think yeah and I I was interested to ask you about you were talking about the specific pieces of work what that kind of looked like yeah so it's the team that I'm in is really different so you sort of don't know what you're going to be doing. <laughs> so every piece of work you get normally isn't what you expect, which sounds a bit cryptic. So this piece of work started as a safeguarding inquiry. So the police made a safeguarding referral about a gentleman. And I went literally just went to shadow a colleague. And she decided that it probably wasn't a safeguarding inquiry. So he said that I could do um, an assessment for the man just to see if he was eligible for social care support. And from this assessment, 
he's just opened doors and doors of sort of concerns. He's not been accessing healthcare. He had a stroke. He's not been having his medication for a year and a half. He's missed loads of appointments. There's a query he's got dementia and then he didn't turn up for his assessments, cognitive assessments, and then that just got missed by health. There was concerns from the police because he's walking around in the community and they were concerned that he was buying things and whatnot. And there was just a lot going on. And then the more and more I went for what we thought was going to be quite a straightforward assessment has turned into, I've done two mental capacity assessments, best interest decision. I've now pulled this meeting in because he's now having, he's got a community mental health team, his GP, the police, the fire service and myself are all involved in small bits in this man's life and it's all just sort of coming together so yeah it's been really interesting like getting to know that there were so many professionals involved in this with this man but actually nobody had spoken to each other and it took social care to get involved and for me to start piecing it together to bring everybody together so there was lots of little concerns from all these professionals that when you put them together it actually builds a bigger picture and actually a bit more of a concern when it's all put together so i think i've really enjoyed the piece of work because there's been so much to do but yeah so that's the that's the beauty of the work that i'm doing that it could you could turn up at someone's house to review their care plan and come away and have loads of different pieces of work to do which has been really interesting but yeah i was really overwhelmed at first because like i say i went in expecting to do one thing and that didn't happen and i think although it is really interesting it really throws you off when you're not quite sure what you're doing yeah but yeah, it's been really interesting. I'm looking forward to this meeting. It's going to be my next observation because I'll be chairing the multidisciplinary meeting with obviously the police, health, GP, CMHT. So there's loads of professionals involved. I feel a bit, a bit scared that I'm going to be chairing it because I feel like everyone's looking to me for answers. And I think, I don't know whether this is controversial to say, but I'll say it anyway. It seems as though everybody's looking at the social worker to have the answer. So I keep getting phone calls and saying, you know, this gentleman, he's done this. So what, what are you going to do about it? And I'm thinking, well, you know, you're the police. What are you going to do about it? Kind of thing. And mm -hmm. it, it does feel all the pressure feels like everybody's looking at me for the answer, which is really interesting. But I had a bit of a meltdown on Twitter about it. I don't know if you saw. I was really frustrated with the health side of things, not really doing their bit. And someone put something really interesting. She said, can't remember her exact words, but along the lines of that that's social work's job like that's the beauty of our job is to delicately remind people of the law and remind people of each of our roles to support the individual and I was like yeah you're right like that is the beauty of our role because without this social care role this gentleman would have all these little bits would have been missed so it sort of put me back on track but yeah it's a very interesting piece of work if you've got a specific piece of work that's really good or really challenging or anything like that i think my favorite thing about the work that i do is the relationship building because i've never had to do that with with teenagers and especially teenagers in this crisis sort of time of their life and that's really difficult but also really rewarding so today i actually had a yes moment one of the young people came up and asked if I wanted to play a game with them. And it's the first time that somebody's asked me if I can do something with them. Normally, I have to approach them and say, is it okay if we have a chat or do you want to play a game? So today was the first time that 
one of them approached me and I guess it's it's that feeling like you're actually making that relationship you're you're building it up and getting to that place where they might feel comfortable sharing difficult things with you I mean it was just about a game today but I think it's just it's little steps like that that sort of make it worthwhile yeah I felt that gave me a bit of a buzz today (laughs) they're probably just not even thinking about it at all but I think for me that felt quite key that the work that I have been doing with them has been because some of the conversations that I've been having with this young person have been really difficult and I was really worried that all they were going to think was that I just was this horrible person that kept up bringing (laughs) bringing up horrible things so I guess that's really been yeah it's been really rewarding I think for and I have just been trying to be present I, I found it interesting that you were saying there that you know social workers you look to social workers to have the answers and I sometimes think it's not always about having the answer sometimes it's just about being there and I think with this young person it is just about being present and staying with them yeah yeah I think that's quite like that is interesting because I think you've got a really brilliant placement to be able to do that and have that sort of time and that's what I found difficult and I think it was myself really when I'm going out to do an assessment say in my head at first I felt like that had to be done that day hold to do an assessment so I'll go and do the assessment I sort of felt like that needed to be done and then type it up and sort out their care package or whatever and then the piece of work that I was talking about a minute ago obviously that's been open for quite a while now and I've I've started to realize after talking to other professionals and went to a meeting some uh, training last week that was really interesting it was all about sort of the council that I'm working for wanting to go back to that being present and just listening and then working out what to do whereas I feel like sometimes these assessments you go in and you ask these questions and you're already thinking about what to do and you've already got ideas of what to do whereas if you just sat and listened to the individuals that we're going to see and their stories and what's going on for them what might help comes later and that comes with that but I do feel there's I've got better at that And I think it was more of a pressure as I'm a student. I've been asked to go do this assessment and that's all I'm thinking about. Whereas sort of stepping back and taking that time just to be there is really important. And it's took me quite a while to sort of realise that, I think, and take that pressure off myself. And like you say, just just be there for people because that's what they want. They don't want you to go in and come and solve their problems and fix things and with the answers. And I've got a bit more confidence to also say I've not got the answers other professionals sometimes so yeah really interesting that even though our placements are so different that same sort of values and ideas are there in totally different settings yeah it's really you know what you're saying about being the problems I was thinking like it is really hard not to go in there and go well what about this or that or have you tried this like personally that that is who I am so I find it incredibly difficult so yeah it is like you say even though we're having quite different placements I think the reflection that we have to do on placement takes us on this journey where we're learning about the values of just being present or just listening yeah and I don't see how we can be truly like person-centered especially with like assessments and things that are already set in stone the questions and stuff there's only Mm -hmm. going to be answers like a certain number of ways people can answer questions so it's sort of like you do this assessment and then there's several different routes you could go down 
Whereas if you just sat and listened first, you could be truly person-centred because you can actually hear what things feel like for the person and what's going on and then think about options. Whereas I think when you go in with forms and stuff, and I know, you know, there's always going to be assessments and stuff, I think it's sort of how it's how it goes. It would be really interesting to hear from somebody who's not working in the local authority. Like, I wonder if there's anybody that's working got a placement in a charity or voluntary organisation and what the sort of differences between placements might look like between ours and theirs. Yeah, I think if if anybody listening feels like they want to get involved, um, if you do work in a charity organisation, feel like coming to speak on the podcast, that would be amazing. We can have a chat about what, what the differences are between our placements. That would be really interesting. I think we better wrap it up there, Fee. Yeah, definitely. That's been such a good chat. Again, as always, that just flies by. But yeah, thanks for listening and see you next week. Well, that wraps up today's episode of our placement podcast here at the Student Social Work Hub. We hope you enjoyed hearing our thoughts and feelings about our placements. If you've got any questions or you want to ask us or maybe you want to share anything with us, just get in touch. We'll be looking to have some guest students on the future to talk about their own experiences and enlighten us on other types of placement. You can find us on Twitter under the handle of at SWBohemians or our website is www.socialworkstudent.com alternatively we're also on instagram and facebook if you want to find us there as well thanks for joining us today and we look forward to sharing our journey with you see you next week